This week on the Egg Sports Podcast, NHL Free Agency Recap, the Western Hockey League returns on January 8th, and two guys who don't know anything about basketball have the Jordan versus LeBron debate. All that and more coming up next. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 13 of the Yay Sports Podcast. Yes, Ethan, we are on 13. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, it's, it's about to go down. Hey, that is Lexi Lafreniere's new number. Oh yeah! 13's a cool number now. I don't know why I had it in my head that he was going to wear 11. Well, I just because he, he did for Canada I, when we watched him. Yeah, but, but like, there was a guy in New York, you might have heard of him, Mark Messier. You know, is that... Pretty good at hockey. Didn't he play for the Oilers at some point, too? Might have. Yeah, he was pretty good. Speaking of players that are pretty good. Um... <laughs> hang on, hang on. Before we do that, I got to ask you. Thanksgiving. How'd it go? How it was, was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. It was great. Um, okay, pierogies. That's a Thanksgiving staple, yes? <laughs> it, it, it should be. Yeah, I, I think it has to be. I wish we had pierogies at my Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I mean, was yours? It, it was pretty mellow. <laughs> Mom made dinner, which yeah. was spectacular. In like little little insider secret here, my mother makes the best mashed potatoes on planet Earth, and we had that with a nice ham, um, because turkey is the most overrated meat of yeah, all time. We had chicken. Turkey's gross. We didn't have turkey. Either. I can't stand turkey. I don't mind turkey like once a year. Like, I don't want it Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. That's a bit too much turkeys. Like, maybe part of it is just, like, how I was raised. Like, you, you, like, uh, super Ukrainian family, right? Yeah. Never had turkey at Christmas. No. Right? Because you can't have meat on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Right? Um, Easter, we'd kind of alternate. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be turkey one year, and then we usually did ham. Yeah. In our family, ham is the... I mean... And oh, oh man, I I love me some a, like a nice juicy ham. I was trying thinking about like what I had this past Easter, then I forgot that this Easter doesn't didn't really exist because it was in April. Oh yeah, I, I, I was like confused. I'm like, what happened to this last Easter? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> so Thanksgiving was good. That's yes. good to hear. Um, so yeah, let's jump into what seems to be the biggest debate on planet Earth about once every three weeks. Yeah. Um, and that is the MJ versus LeBron debate that we are going to weigh in on, <laughs> despite not knowing anything about basketball. I haven't even watched these guys play. I don't think. Okay. I'm going to list my qualifications for <laughs> discussing this. One, I've been playing a lot of NBA 2K20 lately because mm-hmm. I got it for free on PlayStation I hear LeBron, Plus. I hear, I hear LeBron is, is in that game. Yes. Yes, he is. Um... And two, I watched The Last Dance, which was, if you haven't watched it yet, I know you haven't watched it yet. No. But you don't have Netflix, so. No. That, that's its own problem. I have CBC Gem. <laughs> I watched Kim's Convenience on there. Oh, man. Um, yeah, The Last Dance, like, best sports TV thing ever. It was awesome. Um, so, yeah. Those are my qualifications for discussing who is the greatest basketball player of all time, hmm. which is not a subject to be taken lightly. But here in my book of notes... That is a 
That's a physical book that's of notes. A fat book of notes. That's that's like a two hundred page, like three subject scribbler notebook. Three hundred page, three subject. What did I say? Two hundred? I, I don't, don't even know. know. <laughs> I brought some some numbers, okay? And <laughs> and we're gonna play one of my favorite games that people play on Twitter sometimes. Yeah. Player A versus player B. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go through some numbers. I'm not going to tell you whose numbers are which. Exactly. That's the whole point. Right? You know? And so you're going to tell me who you think has had a better career. And I posted these on the Exports Twitter. There's a poll up. Go vote. Go scream at people through the internet. <laughs> right? Tell them why they're an idiot. But here we go. Okay? We're going to start with player B. Because, of course, No. Player A. <laughs> I'm like, yes, let's. <laughs> yes, let's. Okay, so player A. Regular season stats. And these are per game stats, by the way, because basketball. I'd assume so. <laughs> okay, regular season stats, 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Okay. Playoffs, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Four MVPs, four NBA Finals MVPs, 16 All-NBA selections, and six selections to the All-Defensive team. Now, what I didn't put on Twitter was that this was a 17-year career, and it came with one NBA points championship. So he led the league in points once. Okay. Okay, now we're going to go to player B. This is a 15-year career. Okay. Okay, so two less years. 30 points, six rebounds, five assists in the regular season. In the playoffs, 33 points, six rebounds, six assists. Five MVPs, six finals MVPs, 11 times selected to the All-NBA team, and nine times on the All-Defensive team. Also was selected as NBA Defensive Player of the Year once. Led the league in scoring 10 times. And led the league in steals three times. Hmm. Before you make your decision, is there anything you want me to go over again? No, I do have the tweet on my screen. Okay. Let me, like, see the numbers again. I gave you some extra numbers. The extra actually even further emphasized my choice of Player B. I feel like the numbers... Seem to favor player B, especially in a shorter career. No, I'm just being straight up. I don't actually know who is who. Like, I, That's I actually, the point. I actually don't know anything about the, these guys. The fact that when you said that player A was a career, I'm like, okay, that might be MJ because the other guy is still playing. Are they both retired now? No. I. You just only took... You, just, you worded it in a way that I couldn't tell if they were still playing. Yeah, that's the point. Okay. Yeah, so I really don't know. The numbers... See, because the thing is, in my head, I haven't... Like, if you were to ask me without any of these numbers, I would give you an answer. Mm-hmm. But looking at the numbers separately, I also give you an answer. And I don't know if my answers are going to line up or not. But I'm picking player B. You're going player B. I'm going player B. Okay, before I tell you which one's which, do you have a guess which player is which? I'm guessing, based on the fact that you said this person led the league like way more than the other guy in points, I'm thinking the era, I'm thinking this is Michael Jordan. Think is B. You think player B is Michael Jordan? Because of the amount of times he led the league. You look. You keep looking at my sheet. I am. Yeah. I'm. Okay. Well, I have the names. Of the oh, are they? On no, I, yeah. I did not know that. Okay. 
So you go with player B. Yes. Obviously, I can't give an unbiased answer because I know who they are. But, like, strictly looking at numbers, I'd say it's fairly clear that player B has an edge. Just did more in the NBA, right? Yeah. More points, less rebounds, less assists. But, like, one more MVP, two more finals MVPs, all defensive team three more times. Defensive player of the year. Led the league in scoring ten times. Yeah. Right? It was those extra things that really stood out to me. Player B is Michael Jordan. Okay. Player A is LeBron James. That also would have been my answer if I didn't have the numbers. I just... Because I don't know much, but in my head, like, I kind of... Like, you don't have to know anything about anything to know these the names of these players and that they play basketball. Right? Everyone knows these guys play basketball. Michael Jordan is the most famous athlete of all time. Yeah. I know. Like, like, so that's why that would be my answer if I didn't know any information. Every single kid, like, around the world who had a TV in the 90s wanted to be like Mike. Yeah. Right? Yo, he's on people's shoes. Air Jordan. He's on them shoes. Like, I, I want to check something real quick. <laughs> um... Okay, so if I go to basketball reference, okay, I type in Michael Jordan. Yeah. One of his nicknames is literally GOAT. (laughs) On basketball reference, they list nicknames. Yeah. So it's Mike, Air Jordan, MJ, his airness, money, Black Cat, Mr. June, GOAT, (laughs) Superman, Captain Marvel, Black Jesus. (laughs) That's a lot. That is a lot of nicknames. Okay, GOAT is not one of LeBron James's nicknames. What are his, just out of curiosity? King James, LBJ, Chosen One, Bron Bron, Little Emperor, Akron, Hammer, L-Train. I don't understand over half of those for both guys, but yes. Okay, well, King James, he's the king. <laughs> LBJ is his initials. Yeah. Chosen One, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, Bron Bron, I mean... Why? The Little Emperor, I eh? <laughs> Akron Hammer, he's from Akron, Ohio. Akron, I think it's Akron, Ohio. Yeah, that's... I'm like, what's an Akron? An a- acorn. It's an acorn. Okay, but like... <laughs> this isn't a debate where if you like, oh, LeBron James is the greatest of all time. I have time to hear that argument. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're wrong. But for me, like... It's not even close, right? I think Michael Jordan is one of the two, maybe three most dominant athletes ever. Yes. It's Michael Jordan, it's Wayne Gretzky, it's Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Are like the goats, like top of the pyramid. There Mm -hmm. is no one close to him. And like he led the league in scoring 10 times. And he was one of the best defenders in the league. Like, the the 10 times thing really stands out. Like, that's as many times as I have fingers on my both my hands combined. LeBron's done it once. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a, it's a lot more times for Michael Jordan. And that just shows dominance over the other guys in the league. Like, that right there is, like, your era adjustment in a way. How many times have you heard someone say, this person is... The Michael Jordan of whatever they do. That's a very common thing right? to hear. I, I hear... I hear that a lot. I hear Michael Jordan and I hear Babe Ruth. Yep. I, I don't think I've 
I've heard anyone say, oh, this guy, yeah, he's he's the LeBron James of hockey. <laughs> right? Second he, best guy. <laughs> he's the LeBron James of golf. He's the LeBron James of underwater basket weaving. Ryan Mackney's the LeBron James of the Yanks Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, and again, LeBron James, like, it's Michael's right here, yeah. and LeBron's right here. They're one and two. And nobody else is close to him. Like, mad respect to Larry Bird and, and Magic Johnson. Like, they're that kind of next tier. Mm-hmm. But it's it's MJ and LeBron. Yeah. Um, And so the reason I wanted to talk about this today is because LeBron said something really stupid after uh, after the Lakers. By the way, if you didn't know, Lakers beat the... Uh, Shoot, yeah. who are the, the Heat? Heat, yeah. Miami Heat. Uh, three games to one, or three, I think it was three games to two. Um, to win the NBA Finals. Why was it best of five? Oh, sorry, four games to one or two. <laughs> okay. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, sorry, I just got like NHL and MLB, right? Because they had five games yeah. already, so it's... So, yeah, the Lakers won, like, their 17th NBA championship, and I think it was their first since, like, 2008 or 2009. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that fan base has had it real tough. <laughs> um, and so, after... So, they the Lakers win the last game, they get the trophy, and they do, like, the on-court interview. Yeah. Right? Right after, and they were interviewing LeBron, and LeBron said... Something along the lines of, I want my respect. Dude. I don't think anyone is has is arguing. No one is disrespecting LeBron by saying he's the second greatest basketball player ever. <laughs> I like that's like, a, never, that's I've such heard, a stupid thing to say. No one's ever said he's third. I've never heard that. No. He's one or two. He's he's more often not two. <laughs> like at the very lowest, people have him at like three. Yeah, and that's just bias. And that's just because they don't like LeBron. And I honestly, I don't like LeBron either. Mm-hmm. I just think he's... I don't really have an opinion. R- right, but it's not like... It, it's not like I think he's a bad person. I just don't like the way he plays basketball. I think he's a whiner. And, you know, he gets a lot of calls that he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, But even, like... He is one of the like he is on the Mount Rushmore of basketball players. Totally, and it's not even a debate. And now he's complaining about not getting respect. Like, huh? Come on, guy! You just won the NBA championship again. There should be more important things going on in your mind right now that oh, I want my respect. Yeah, I agree. It just comes off as and. If people actually listen to this podcast, I get blasted for this, but that's my thoughts. Yeah. You got I, thoughts? I think that's fair. Because I've never really formed an opinion on any of them. I just know that they're good at what they do. And for that reason, like, I don't know. I Again, I don't really care about basketball that much. Like, straight up. I've been getting more into it lately. Me as well. Like, since, since the Raptors went on the run, I've well, been yeah, getting obviously. more and more and more into it. Mm-hmm. 
Like, this year was probably the first year I actually watched at least one game of the NBA Finals without, like, my team being in it. Yeah. Like, I've never done that before. But I still have not done that. I'm, uh, I'm expanding my... Whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. You want to move on to hockey stuff now? Yeah. Where are we starting with hockey stuff? What are uh, we... Well, let's start with the big thing. Let's start... Actually, no. There was something else I wanted to talk about basketball related that I just remembered after we hit uh, record. The Toronto Raptors unveiled new jerseys. Really? Yep. Ooh, I, mean, I have not seen these. So, we're going to get Ryan Mackney's live reactions. So... The Raptors are going to... Please be purple. Okay, none of these are purple. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Darn. The Raptors are going to wear five jerseys this year, and they released three of them. Hmm. Um, They're like all new ones? Yeah, they're all brand new. They're based based on designs that they've used in the past, but they like switch around the colors. That's cool. So maybe I'll show you... The design that they're based on. Because I know what they were like last year. I so like things. they didn't they didn't wear this jersey last year, but they uh, they wore it two years ago. These were the jerseys they wore when they when they won the yeah, NBA yeah. Finals. Yeah, you remember those jerseys? Yep. The North, the Chevron, mm-hmm. the red and white. What are your thoughts on those jerseys? I don't like them as much as the other ones that they have. To be honest, I like them. I like the chevron. I don't know why. I really like it. Yeah, I don't know why either. <laughs> the letters are kind of eh, but I love I love that they have a red and white jersey without any black. That is cool. I think it's such a clean look. I especially for a Canadian team, right? I'd say of like like I I like the black ones the best from last year. Okay. And then I like so the now, alternate throwback white. I'm going to show you the three new jerseys. Yo. What do you think? What are your initial impressions? They're really nice. You're liking them. I do. Okay, so let's let's kind of describe them. If you haven't The white one is so clean. If you haven't seen them yet, essentially they're all the Raptors North jerseys from two years ago with the chevron. The red one is now red with a black chevron instead of white. There's a white one now with a red chevron. Which is very, very clean. And then there's a black one that doesn't have a chevron, but the lettering is still in the shape of a chevron. And that one's my favorite. You like that one, hey? Yep. I. It's kind of a tough image because... Maybe it's the lack of chevron? I don't know. It's... Uh, I like that black one. So, yeah, the... I'm and my the NBA doesn't do, like, they don't have designated home or away jerseys. Yeah, which, I, which is actually really cool. So the first one, the association jersey, it's called, is the white one. Um, all the association jerseys are white. I want a purple one. Oh, yo, their pants are cool. It's very, it's very clean. Um, and then the icon is the red one with the black chevron, red letters, I like it. I don't like it as much as the red with the white chevron, but I still think it's a very cool look. Mm-hmm. And then the statement uniform, black, no chevron, red letters. Also interesting of note. The pants are awesome on all three. Well, they're shorts. Whatever. <laughs> um, 
cool. So the black jersey, the statement jersey. So Nike makes the NBA jerseys, right? <laughs> this one has the Jordan logo on it, which I think is cool. What? It does. Which Jordan is owned by Nike, right? So it's still the same people making the jersey. Yeah. Just a different brand logo on it. I think it's That's awesome. That's awesome. I think it's cool that they have a... The black ones are even more my favorite now. Yeah. I, I would agree with you on the reds. The the reds with the white is better than the reds with the black, but they're both sharp. I still like it. Me too. The red one is my third favorite of the three so far. I also like that none of these jerseys say North. Yeah? That is a plus for me. I think, yeah. These are better than, yeah. They're better than the last They all ones. say Raptors. Yeah. Uh, North is not a team name. <laughs> little design feature on the statement ones, the black ones. If you look real close at them, do you have them pulled up? Yep. So if you look real close at the black jerseys, they kind of have jagged pinstripes. On the side? Throughout the whole jersey. Really? Like the lines going down. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can barely see that. That oh is God. taken from the original purple jerseys uh, that can... the Raptors wore when they first joined the league. They had the same pinstripe pattern, which is... I love when jerseys have like those little... Touches that, yeah. like, if you're not really paying attention, you don't notice them. Those are awesome. Like, the, the Canada shoulder, the Team Canada hockey shoulders. It has the maple leaves, Yeah, right? but you can barely even see once you get up close. I love that stuff. I love those little details. Uh, I want a purple one to be either four or five. That That is my request. Also, the shorts, you brought up the shorts. Those are awesome. I like them a lot. Those are so cool. <laughs> um. So, yeah, if you haven't seen them... Website that I recommend, sportslogos.net. Anytime you want to look at a logo or a jersey, yep. it's up there. I'm um, on Toronto CTV News, by the way. That's where I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had to predict what the other two jerseys are going to be, I don't know. Do you, do you have a prediction? Like, what, what kind of color okay. or design? Like There's going to be another white-based one, I think. You think so? Are you, you would assume. Okay, here's what I think. I think they're going to do another gold jersey or a kind of black and gold based because they've been, they've had yeah. that the last couple of years. They've had like black, they've had gold on black, they've had gold on white, right? Yeah. And then I think. I need a purple, man. They have to do some kind of throwback, right? Yep. They had one last year and it was nice. If they do go with a white, another white jersey, I think it'll be the like white purple the, one. The throwback with the big raptor on yeah, the front. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant when I said another white. It's gonna be a throwback white. I think. Yeah. I, would you rather them go with the white or the purple? Purple. I like the white one better. I I just sports teams. Attention, all sports teams. Listen up, y'all. Can we have some more purple? Just in general, I know the. That the NFL has like three. I don't care oh, about the got, NFL. They got the Vikings, Vikings, the Ravens. Ravens, and is that it? Who else is purple? I don't well, know. Where, where does Lamar Jackson play again? Baltimore, the Ravens. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about the Rockies? Yeah. I mean, they're they're yeah. they're more black, but they they do have purple jerseys. Which is huge. Like, like yeah. It's when the LA Kings left purple, I'm like, bro, Yo, what are you what? even doing? What you doing? Yeah, I I don't know. The more purple there is in professional sports, I think the better. It's just that you're the, a purple guy, eh? It's not. It's not my favorite color, but like, it's it's close and it's lacking so much in professional sports. 
purple. You, you know what else I think we need more of in pro sports? Hmm. Um, we have it in, in baseball. Uh, green and gold. Agreed. That's such a... Like, it's a good color. I don't know if there's two colors that match well as well together as green and gold. If you don't, if you take black and white out of the equation, like looking at just rainbow colors, yeah, two. The like, best combination is probably green and gold. And right now we have what? We have the Oakland A's. Oakland, the 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 double E's baby. The double E's baby. The Alberta Golden Bears. But like major yeah. professional sports teams. Uh. Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, yeah. Awesome uniform. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. You want purple, I want... I don't think the Raptors are going to go with the green and gold jersey. Uh, no way. No way. <laughs> uh, nor should they, hey, but... Um, are the Edmonton Riverhawks jerseys shown yet? No. No? No. Green and gold? A little bit, maybe? I don't think so. What color... Like, the logo didn't have any of those. No, no. It's maybe like a third. It's going to be, like, probably, like, dark blue and, like, a... Like a Bronze copper. Watch, they're gonna they're gonna have like a third jersey that's I'm wearing my Edmonton Capitals jersey yeah. right now, which is an example of what I'm talking about. Like an Oilers colors. <laughs> I mean Randy Gregg's the owner, right? Sorry, sorry. Dr. Randy <laughs> Gregg. Dr. Randy Gregg. Also, the title of this article is really clever. It's We the Chevrons. Ethan? Yeah. You see this picture? No. This one. Do you have it? I want you to... I, that's a gold one on the yeah. left and a purple one I on want the you, right. Yeah, look at the lighting. The lighting choice hints gold and purple. What a tease. I'm just noticing this. It, Yeah. Also, look closely at the design of the purple ones uh, on the chest area. Dude, stop shaking the camera. Or the... I don't... Old I, design. I can't see a chest design. Mm. No, no. Like, I'm like, I'm it's like literally black. Design. But there's something there that isn't just the the Raptors, not just the, the text. I <laughs> yeah, this one side's definitely gold though. You, hey, you can tell. We spent way too much time talking about jerseys. But That's what we do. We, we talk about we we love jerseys. We should have a bonus episode where we just talk about jerseys for like three hours. We should. If we get, I don't know. You can't get likes on a podcast, so if one person rates us five stars <laughs> and. Leaves, leaves a review. A review. <laughs> we will do a bonus episode where we rank all of the jerseys <laughs> ever. And, all of them. No, all of the current jerseys yeah. in the NHL, NBA, MLB, NFL, and we'll throw in the CFL. Yeah. So <laughs> get on it. <laughs> oh, I could talk about jerseys for days. We should almost just start a separate podcast. <laughs> no, I just can't. There's already like eight different podcasts oh, yeah. about sports jerseys. Let's talk about hockey. Yeah. Uh, free agency happened. <laughs> and we got a lot to talk about. Okay. Where do you want to start? I would like to start with Tyson Berry. Signed for one year at 3.75. Here's why the Berry signing happened. Because Clefbaum is injured. Tyson Berry filling in for Clefbaum offensively is a win. You cannot expect sound defense from this guy. I'm just saying, if if we're if if we're expecting Berry, to I re- think you can expect okay defense from him. I don't see, but I wouldn't. Yeah, basically, if he plays with with someone like Larson, it's gonna be just fine, right? But like, 
the the idea that Barry is here to replace Cuffbump for this year is only going to work offensively. Defensively, like I don't know, I wouldn't. He's not Cuffbump defensively. However, that, that aside, with the right pairings, um, good system, I think this is a fantastic signing, and I am, I really like the signing of Tyson Barry. So that's some, where I stand there. Something I'm known for Tyson Barry. If if you're into the analytics. What are you, Jay Fresh? <laughs> if, if you're into the analytics. I'm getting more into analytics a little bit. Tyson Berry has never had a negative relative Corsi in, uh, in his career. Well, because he's so offensive-minded, he makes up for the... Just something to know. Yeah. Right? Um, Is he our best puck mover since, like, Wisnowski? Like, in the offensive zone? How long was Vishnovsky even here? Not very long. Which, by the way, we are now referring to him as Lubokop. Lubokop! I... What? Uh, while we're Mr. On, Lube. While we're on the Tyson Berry, he's only had one season where he has... Where his defensive zone starts was higher than his offensive zone starts. And he still put up a 2.0 relative Corsi. Yeah. I like the signing a lot. Just don't expect him to be club on defensively. You know who really likes the signing? Who? Chris Russell. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because now the Oilers have a reason to play Chris Russell. Oh, no. Because I, I think Tyson Berry is going to play on the third pair. And, like, you can't put him with a Bouchard. No. You, you can't need, put him with Nurse. You need a defensive defenseman there. See, if we're subbing him straight in for club bomb... That could be too many minutes, but Larson could be an okay partner for him. Ethan, who are the guys you that you like that you would trust to play with the either young or offensive minded guys? Who are your like defensive partners? The guys that can to play with the young guys. Okay, well Larson, Clefbaum, if he was here. Yeah, obviously those two and Russell. Can I just throw Caleb Jones out there? But he is a young guy. But I trust him. But he is. What? It's weird. I know it's weird. You're I, you're answering your question with the question. I know. Not even another question. Just and, the same question. Exactly. And this is what I... That's and, what, and this is making me have questions. That's what I said to myself when I had this thought. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of trust... Because I'm, I'm not saying play Jones with another young guy. I'm saying you play Jones with Barry. So that, well, yeah, Barry's the veteran, but Jones is the, is the Jones defensively is the responsible guy. Presence. Yes. Hmm. And then that way you can put your young guys, you can put a young guy with each Larson and Russell. Interesting. Which I guess the young guy would include Nurse if he sticks around, which he might not. Cause, but Nurse is basically a young guy at this point, right? Yeah, he like, I think he counts due to his defensive liability. I have a question. Hmm. Uh, when did Mike Babcock get fired last year? When? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, like what month? October? November? November. November? I think. Why? Okay, because I'm just looking at Tyson Berry's monthly splits. I um, think it's November. Basically, from the end of November, his ice time went up. His points production went up. November 20th, there is... Articles about his firing. 
Tim like, Mintz's video, yeah, November 20th. A, a lot of the crap that Tyson Berry went through last year was because, like, the whole Maple Leafs team was terrible. And their other right? good defensemen were injured. Right? And then they fired Mike Babcock and they kind of righted the ship Mike a little Bab- bit. Bab- Bab- Mike Babcock! Um, and then, like, Tyson Berry figured it out, right? So, like, last, if you're thinking of last season and you're going like, eh, eh, eh just stop. Look at his time with Colorado. Okay. That was good. That's probably the Tyson barrier we're going to get. Which, at 3.75 on a risk-free one-year contract? And that's the other thing. There's no risk to this contract. I if know. he sucks, he's a free agent. Yeah. If he sucks, we scratch him, and you're done. Like Bang. Just like that. And he's not going against the cap. Like We're going to LTIR Clef, and so he he takes up less than Clef bomb would healthy. Like it's it's a, I think it's a great signing. I just hope that he's not on a pairing with Nerf because that would be frustrating. I hope Tippett listens to our podcast. <laughs> he's one of the 20 people. <laughs> hey, uh, Dave. Anything else on Tyson Berry? Nope, that'll be Because we got some other free agents. Yeah, I just want to start with Tyson Berry. Uh, I want to start with Yessi Pugliarvi. Woo! Woo! Hang on, hang on, hang mm-hmm. on. That was before last week's episode anyways, but... But yeah. I want to talk about him some more, okay? <laughs> Hashtag tongues up for Yessi. Yessi Pugliarvi. I know we talked about this last week, but he's back with the Oilers, and we're not talking about it enough. Because. No way for Crabbrave to finish. <laughs> Yessi Pugliarvi was the best signing the Oilers made in free agency. Probably. Better than Tyson Berry. Better than Kyle Turris. And we'll get to Kyle Turris. Yeah. Way better than Mike Smith. Better than... Who am I missing? Tyler Ennis. Right. Better than... Am I missing... Better than any signing they could have made. Better than Jacob Markstrom. Way better than Taylor Hall. (laughs) Do you want to know why, my friend? Actually, I think you should not tell me why. Okay. We just move on to Kyle Turris. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Eggsports <laughs> All right, podcast. T- time for some trivia on your Quizmaster <laughs> Ryan. You know how trivia works. Okay. So. so, here is why Jesse Pugliarvi. Okay, I'll, I'll use Taylor Hall as my, as my comparison. Who? Because Taylor Hall, you know, probably at least top three free agents this year. Right? That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would say he was the top free agent this summer. Also, <laughs> Buffalo? What the heck? <laughs> but we'll get to that. <laughs> okay? So you tell me, Ryan. What would you rather have? Taylor Hall? No. Oh, sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, option A is Taylor Hall. Okay, that's door I number one. I pick option no. That's, that's door <laughs> number one. Or... For the same cap hit, would you rather have Kyle Turris, Jesse Pugliarvi, Tyler Ennis, Tyson Berry? I'm taking the second one. Right? Because that's an entire third line of guys who can play further up than this than the third line if they need to. And a defenseman who is okay. Jesse Pugliarvi is a way better signing than Taylor Hall because you're t- like no one's going to tell me. Oh, there's no way Essie Pugliarvi puts up 30 points. That seems very Is that the most concerned? Like, I think that's the, the, the floor for him. 
Yeah. Is 30 points. That's the... Like, it... Playing with good players, obviously. Yeah. I'm talking floor if he gets the opportunity. Okay, we signed him for $1.2 million. For two years. For two years. For the best part of the, that deal is that it's and, two years. And he's still an RFA after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you sign to... And I'm saying this because I'm getting a little pissed off with Twitter. With Oilers Twitter saying, Oh, man, wouldn't Taylor Hall look good on this team? No, because then you couldn't afford to pay anyone else. <laughs> okay, Taylor Hall just signed a what? Remind me. One year, eight million. One year, eight million dollars. Yeah, which is reasonable. No, no, it's not no, I, reasonable. It is though. How many points did Taylor Hall score last year? Like not much at all. How many? Give me a number. Hey Siri. Hang on, I have hockey reference open. I'll Google him. I, I I say it's reasonable. 52 points. I say... It's You're paying him $8 million. Yeah. In a flat cap. Are you joking? In this economy? In $8 million in this economy for 50, for 16 goals, Ryan. See... And, you're, and you want no, to pay him $8 listen, million. Listen to me. I say... I didn't, I'm not saying that you $8 want, million... You want to give Leon Dreisaitl money... For 16 goals. Listen, I only say it's reasonable because I could I could foresee him getting more. I think that Okay. I I'm not say I'm not, look, not looking at his point production. His point production, you don't want to give him more than five and a half. But I'm talking I'm talking based on Taylor Hall's reputation. Oh my god. And being better you, you wanna talk about Taylor Hall's reputation? How because about a guy be- that can't perform in a big market? How about a guy that allegedly is a bit of a partier, and that starts to affect his performance. Taylor Hall is overrated league wide, and I think that, I think that, he could have reason. Okay, listen, if the cap wasn't flat, I bet you he makes nine and a half. Because why? I don't have the. Answer. I don't see it. Like I don't get. I disagree as well, but I'm just saying that is a that's a reasonable cap hit to get to get Taylor Hall on because. Taylor Hall is widely considered to be better than he actually is. Way better than he actually is. Um, Apparently, he's also considered to be way better than Leon Dreisaitl because he's getting Leon Dreisaitl well, we in all, a flat cap. We all know Dreisaitl is, is a steal, though. Dreisaitl's contract is a steal. That's not a great oh, yeah. comparable. No, I agree. But, like, eight million bucks. Okay? Here... When a guy has has a heart trophy season, they oh my god, they no, look, they look no. at that. You know that's a BS answer because no, there's I'm, no way he should have won the heart. No, I do. We're on the same side here. Andre Kopitar was more deserving of the heart than Te- Andre freaking Kopitar. Well, great player, uh, love the guy, but he's not exactly Gordy Howe. <laughs> okay, Taylor Hall hasn't been a point per game so. Last season... He's been a point per game exactly once. Twice? No, a few times. The lockout shortened season, a, I think. Okay, a few times. So, last season, he was at 0.8 points per game. The season before that... He sucked. As according to hockey reference, he was 1.12 points per game. 18-19. He scored seven... Oh, well, he was injured. He scored like 17 points, though. Yeah, he played 33 games. Okay, yeah. Okay, his... His... 
Okay, so 2017-18, that was the year he won the heart? Yeah, 18. 1.22 points per game. Career high. Way. Before that, the previous three seasons, 0. 0.74, 0. 0.79, 0. 0.72. Like, what there tells you, oh, yeah, we should give this guy 8 million bucks. I mean, at least it's only one year. Oh. Because someone's going to overpay. You know what I'm scared for? Is the, when the poor bastard that's gonna give him yes, ten million next I am, year. I'm scared. I don't know if this is gonna be next year, but I'm scared for the the the, the team that is going. I hope it's Calgary. Me too. I hope. Me too. I hope <laughs> the Calgary Flames. Ethan, when the economy gets better, someone's gonna give him ten million over seven years. Give someone's gonna do give it. Give the hometown boy because he was born in Calgary. I hope they give. I hope they give him all their money. They don't have any money left. They're overpaying Markstrom. For him to score 50 points. Yeah. 50 points is impressive. As a solid NHL forward. Yeah. Why are we treating him? It's not not good enough to drive a top line. We're treating him... I'm not saying we. I'm saying generally he's being treated as if he's like a top 10 winger. I think Oilers fans are treating him that way. I mean... You know how many times I saw on Twitter? Oh, man, we should bring Taylor Hall back. Oh, man, I can't wait for Taylor Hall to come back. No. No, I would much rather have, again, Jesse Pugliarvi. I don't want him. Kyle Turris, Tyler Ennis, and Tyson Berry. That's a wait. I'd rather have a team that wins games, not a player that disappoints me. Listen, Tyler Ennis on the top line, I would, I would bet you right now, if Tyler Ennis plays on McDavid's wing, for the entire season, he puts up better numbers than Hall has for four of the last five years. Ooh, that's a bold statement. If you take out Hall's heart heart season, um, I bet Ennis on the top line will get more points than Taylor Hall did it points per game, whatever in those four years. You, you know what else is ridiculous? And he's about making seven hundred k. Hang on, first I just want to take a break and just point out Taylor Hall, <laughs> this guy, this guy over here. Okay, number one free agent. Apparently. This year, well, he got the most money. What did what did Petrangelo make? Oh yeah, I guess. Okay, number two. I I don't even remember what Petrangelo got. Eight point eight percent. Okay, number one forward. Total. Yeah. Yeah. He he figures. Okay, I'm gonna sign a one year deal somewhere. Yeah. Which makes sense. That's totally what I expected him to do. Yeah. Sign a deal with, you know, a team that's close to a Stanley Cup. And then next year get paid. Yeah, imagine if he wins a cup as a passenger. Holy. Guy's making 12. Th- this man. This man. This absolute clown. <laughs> <laughs> signs a one-year deal with the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> the Buffalo Sabres. The playoff drought is going to 10, baby. <laughs> The worst... Okay. Like... Ethan. Yeah. You know what I actually hope happens? I hope that Buffalo gets the second wildcard spot this year, and Taylor Hall has a, has a great year. So that some poor bastard... So that someone gives him nine and a half next summer. Okay. The Buffalo Sabres who got... I think it's funnier if he's hang good hang for hang one year. 68-point Buffalo Sabres last year. How many of those were in, were in November? Like 
45 of them. Yeah, I remember the start of the season where I'm like, okay, these, the Buffalo Sabres have not had a winning season. I'm looking for the last time they won 41 games. Okay, 2011 was the last time the Buffalo Sabres, they won 43 games. They lost in the first round of the playoffs. Okay, since then, they've had one, two, three, four, five. They've had six different coaches in the last, what did I say, 2011. So they've had six coaches in nine years. Okay, this is their finish in the division since the realignment. Okay, eight-team division. Six, six, eight, eight, seven, eight, eight. <laughs> and this guy, Taylor Hall. And I get Ralph Kruger's a coach, and I love Ralph Kruger. But go there next year. Yeah. They're obviously willing to pay you. They want someone that can play with. Don't even get me started on Jack Eichel. Can I get started on Jack Eichel? Oh. Not right now, but if you choose to go to Jack Eichel, I also want to chime in. But he takes a one-year deal with the Buffalo Sabres. Just absolute clown move. It's funny. Ethan, when, when I saw it announced, I laughed for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. <laughs> the only reason I'm not still laughing is because this happened a few days ago. Yeah. But it's still hilarious. Okay, what is funnier to you? <laughs> Taylor Hall has like a like an 80-point season and Buffalo makes the playoffs? Or, or he has a 100-point season and they miss it. I was going to say or Taylor Hall has like a – like a terrible year, and Buffalo gets eighth in the division. Oh man, I, they're okay, both. Kind I, of, I feel. I really do feel for Buffalo. Me too. Most I'm, mostly because we've been there, <laughs> and the Sabers are the new us. Yeah, but also Buffalo is a great hockey market. They have great fans. Yeah, but I'm sorry, like Jack Eichel and Taylor Hall are not the answer. Definitely not Hall. Oh God! What? You're gonna say something stupid, aren't you? No, no. I'm. I'm just saying. Go ahead, say something stupid. Make my day. <laughs> you and I had the same opinion on Eichel for the first three, four years of his career. Did you know Twitter just got a darker dark mode? Yeah, I saw that. What's it called? Like <laughs> darker dark mode? No, it's not. It's, I don't know. I just got it. It has some fancy name. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, lights out. Yeah. <laughs> I just lost my showed up tab. Whoops. Um, whatever. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, that is dark, dark. <laughs> okay, sorry. You were going to say something no, stupid about Jack Eichel. No. Okay, Jack, you and I had the same, had the same thing on Jack Eichel for a long time. You know, three, four years. That he's a good player, but the Sabres will never win anything while Jack Eichel's there. I actually that part like I don't know this if see that's me, always been my opinion of Jack Eichel for me Jack Eichel in the last year and a half I feel like he has gone from a guy who's like not gonna lead his team there to a guy who would actually be capable of it I feel like he is he because like he was like a sixty point guy for a while there right he was like about to break out I feel like he's broken out as a player I feel like he's like handling it better as a person now 
I honestly do. I do not dislike Jack Eichel whatsoever. I'm by no means a Closet Eichel fan. I just feel for the guy, and I I support him. Only I, for the last like, year and a half. I I don't really feel bad for him at all. Like, how many guys get the opportunity to be the captain, coach, GM, and owner of an NHL team all at the same and time? And all that coach killer stuff was in his his, his ELC, which. I hated him. I'm like, this guy's a bum. And not a very great guy. But I don't know. I feel like he got he, he got the C before he was ready. He got the $10 million AAV before he was ready. I feel like he has now grown into both of those shoes. If I'm being real with you right now. Eichel has I've... developed for the better in every way. Over the last year, year and a half. Like, he's a legit top... 15 center. I almost said top 10, but I remember how many good players there are in this league. I would not... Especially at center. Yeah, I would not... I would I would hardcore argue him to the top 15. I could... Just look at, 10. like, people think that Nathan McKinnon is somehow the best center in the league. He's top three. But that's another discussion. Yeah. I... Like, I'm not gonna say Jack Eichel is never gonna win anything ever. Because I think he... I could... I could see him... If he doesn't, it's not his fault. That's... There. I said it. I could see him developing into more of a leader. Right? He's well on that road. And, like, I, I could definitely see it happening. It's just right now... And especially because, like, we've seen it in Edmonton, right? And now it's kind of transitioned to Buffalo. It's like... Do you ever read per- the Percy Jackson books? No. Okay, so in the Percy Jackson books... This better be like it on, makes on, sense. I no, promise. this should be on the tweet about promoting this episode. Yeah, the Percy Jackson, the books. Percy Jackson books. <laughs> Some of the best like young adult literature of all time. The movies. Okay, the first movie was terrible. The second movie was pretty good, and then they stopped making them <laughs> because the first one was terrible. So then, why did they make the second one? Anyway, it was already planned. So in the Percy Jackson, this is like the first book right off the bat. They explain how like the gods, like yeah. Greek gods and Roman gods, they're the same gods. They just move around, right? So first they were in Greece. Where are we going with this? So the gods, <laughs> Greek gods, you know, Zeus and yeah, all yeah. those guys. Yeah. They were in Greek. And then there were Roman gods, they were right? Greek. The- <laughs> Shut up and listen. <laughs> so the Roman gods... Yes. Right? They weren't different gods. It's just the Greek gods moved to Rome. Yeah. And then in this book, they moved to New York. Good. As they should. And so now the Greek gods who were the Roman gods are now in New York. Even old New York was right? New Amsterdam. My point is... <laughs> the, the, the hockey gods of losing were in Edmonton. And now they've moved to <laughs> Buffalo. This makes sense. No, it I totally promise. does. I love that. And now so I don't funny. even know why I brought this up. But okay, <laughs> my, my point of uh, losing teams find ways to lose. That's yeah, right? Yeah, and like it's what two years now in a row that the Sabres got off to a hot start. Yeah, and everyone, oh yeah, this is their year. No. <laughs> They're on a nine-year playoff drought. And they let in 24 teams this year, and they're still on a... They missed that. <laughs> yeah. And I feel for them. I, I want some success for them. But no, no, I don't think it's Jack Eichel's fault. 
No. I think it's just... A lot of things are wrong with the Sabres. Jack Eichel is one of the things that I think is, is right. There are things I like. Like, if I was a GM of a team, there'd be things I like about his game and things I don't like. It's, he can't it's, do it it's alone. a double-edged sword. He needs, Obviously. He needs an elite second-line center or an, or an like elite Wayne, winger. Wayne Gretzky would have never been able to win a cup on his own. No. He had good players around him. Eichel needs two good players around him. And it's not... Taylor Hall is not one It's of them. not Hall and Stahl, but, like, if you can get him a, a good it's, winger... No, and, it's... What was it? Hall on the left and Victor Olofsson. Oh, see, no disrespect to Victor It's Olsen. hard to judge him because he's a rookie, right? He could have a great career. He could he could be the next Pavel Bure for all like, I know. Yeah. Losing teams find ways to lose. And the other thing about Jack Eichel is I think he benefits. This is something I've noticed recently. I think part of his reputation as a hockey player comes from being the second overall draft pick. I think he benefits from that. Because what do we see every year? Most years in the NHL draft. There's a clear number one. Yeah. And then there's always some either American or European kid who, like, throughout the year, like, jumps up the and makes a push, right? Rises up the draft boards. And then what do the media do to create drama? They're like, oh, man. Maybe they should take this guy. And this year we kind of saw it with, with Byfield, right? They there, tried. There were points throughout the year where I saw articles where here's why, you know, yeah, Quentin Byfield should go ahead of Alexi It's Lafayette. insane. It's insane, but it makes for a good article, exactly. which is why they do it. Yeah. And I think the same thing happened with Jack Eichel. And that's why I think he's a little bit overrated when it comes to his skill. He's a very good player. He's not a top five player. He's not a top ten player. You could say he's a top fifteen player. I'd have time for that argument. If Matthews was like a month older, who do you think goes second in twenty fifteen? Matthews or Eichel? Ooh, I'd. S- it's tough because they're both American, and therefore I don't like <laughs> either of them. Yeah, I don't have an answer either. It's just just a thought. Um. Okay, uh, two years it was. A, I don't know, but whoever Toronto would have taken would have been the better player. So well, they had the fourth pick that year. Just, just so. ask Torontonians. Yeah. Um, before my opinion on Michael changed, I had my like twenty fifteen redraft. Michael going fourth. He's bona fide second now. There's no argument. Who'd you have going ahead of him? I think I put Marner and Ronton in, and or Barzell up that high. I don't. know. I'd take Ronton and over Eichel. I think I had Barz- I think I had Marner but and Barzal. I, I honestly I think Marner and Eichel are right there. They're almost for me, they're basically the same in terms of skill. I mean and Barzal had eighty five points as a rookie too, which is I'd probably go with Eichel just because he's a center. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he Anything else on Eichel? <laughs> No. The Ginger Ninja? The Ginger Ninja! Uh. We gotta get Nels back on <laughs> on the show. You know, once we're on speaking terms with him. Uh, okay, some more free agent signings for the Oilers. Yeah. Let's talk about Kyle Turris. Okay? Because I think th- this was the day one of free agency signing, yep. right? That really First one. turned some heads. I love it. I think it is a great... 
signing for the. I want to hear what you think though. Like, what are your thoughts on okay. Cal Turris um, the player? I'm just gonna separate from Cal Turris the player for a moment. I'm gonna say the first signing that we make, being a third line center, I feel like does not address our top three priorities. That aside, what? That, no, that's. I think a three C was our third priority. I think your replacement for Clefbaum became third. But we don't know with Clefbaum, right? We didn't, I guess. I don't know. Like, when it happened, I'm like, okay, good. Like, 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 okay, first of all, Clefbaum, we got to remember, the season does isn't starting for at least... January 15th, I believe. There was, there was a date today that someone either said the, or... The NHL has said they're aiming for the first. They're aiming for no, New No, today's something, today, there's something coming today. Really? I think it's just a leak from someone came out today, the January fifteenth. Well, I know that uh, our good friend, the secret professor, seems to have in his head January fifteenth. You know, sometimes that just happens. You yeah. just you have an idea, and you're like, you just kind of stick with it. He thinks it's going to be the fifteenth. Yeah, could be. Either way, the season's not starting for a long time. Yeah. Right. So even if he is out, he's not going to be missing as much as, like, the season's going to go later than it normally does. It's going to be, like, 60 games, probably, but... And you know what? We'll talk about the season a little bit later. Yeah. But I want to get through these signings. So Kyle Turks. Good signing. Great signing. Um, I, if, if, if this comes at the expense of re-signing Riley Shan, then I raise an eyebrow. I think it detracts from the signing, but it's that doesn't make it a bad signing. See, turret. See, because I think there are players that can replace Riley Shan. Uh, here's what I want, and no disrespect to Gaetan Haas, but I'm leaving him out of this equation. <gasps> um, How dare you disparage our Lord and Savior? I don't know. I'm just saying, if we're signing Turris to three C, I think he's a better three C than Shan. Ideally, Shan's a four C. Exactly. I still want my four C Shan back because Turris is not your penalty. It's not a penalty killer. Yeah, that's that's fair. Turris's defensive analytics but are I, not good. But I think the idea is Ken Holland wants to go with kind of this new three scoring lines. Yeah, and that's why I love the instead signing. of a top six bottom six, you have a top nine bottom three. And this was an idea that kind of started in the NHL, like back when McTavish was GM. Yeah. And we're seeing more teams go to it. I like it. Yeah. Especially, like... We had, like, two I, fourth lines last year. I've never been a big fan of this, but I do see their point. The whole depth scoring thing. Yeah. Oh, it can't just be Keyboard Warriors. It can't just be Dry and McDavid. Well, it can be, and a lot of times it was. <laughs> but, hey, if you're one of those people that think depth scoring is an issue, you love this signing. I honestly having three scoring lines rolling is awesome, but then I need my Riley Shane on the fourth line of penalty kill because Cal Turris is not going to kill your penalties. No, and I don't think it'd be fair to expect him to. I don't think it'd be good he'd even put him on the PK at all. Uh, of note, last year, positive relative Corsi. Good. So he was good See, enough. No, Turris is a good player. He was. I feel like what happened is his role in the Duchesne trade and his bad contract. And his contract. His contract was terrible. That Yeah, that made him appear worse than he was, you know? Yeah. People were like, oh, Turris sucks. 
No, no Turris' contract, contract and the trade And this, this is the same thing I hear to an extent with James Neal. Yeah. James Neal is a fantastic hockey player and a great fit on this team. Yeah, his contract isn't great, but that's not his fault. No. It's not his fault that That's some... Brad Tree Loving's fault. Yeah, like... This, the, the, what is it, the, the suit man? <laughs> <laughs> or like, Zach Cassian is another great example. Or Miko Koskinen. Miko Koskinen is a perfect example of that. No one was clamoring at Peter Shirelli to offer him, what was the deal, four years? Three at four point, four point, it, it was high four. I think it's four With point, no move clause. Yes, of course, you need that. It's like Because everyone gets a no move clause. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's like breakfast at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just comes with an Oilers contract. <laughs> Right, like yeah. like some teams, they have a no. cell phone plan. Yeah, no, it's like it's like your hotel free breakfast at the Best Western in Calgary. It, you just like like it comes like with some it. teams give a cell phone plan. Some teams give like discounts for massages. The Oilers give out no move clauses <laughs> as part yeah. of their benefits package. Yeah, but it's your free hotel breakfast. The players get they get, oh shoot, what's the word I'm looking for? Evaluated based on their contract. Which isn't even fair. Which is like, yeah. When you evaluate the player based on their contract, you shouldn't evaluate the player based on the contract. You can evaluate the contract yeah. based on the player. Absolutely. But if the, player's like, a good, if the player's a good player, who cares what his contract is? Milan Lucic for 1.2 is a great signing. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what it is. Turris was harped on for reasons that were not his fault. And he's. But like, now, he's, he's that's not an issue because no. they got him at a great team friendly contract. Could have been lower. I like that it's two years. I do like that. I, did, I don't want. Like, a one year stopgap is fine, but like. But that's not going to help this team turn into a winner. No. You know what's interesting is that. I saw some numbers swirling that next summer we have thirty million in cap space. Well, the Pouliot buyout is done. Oh, several buyouts are done. We got a few buyouts coming off the books. Well, uh, the, 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 the Sekiro one is cut in half after this season. I'm looking at. Uh, we have a lot of money next year. We have thirty million dollars. Rus- Russell's a UFA. Larson's a UFA. Um, yeah. Nuge. Yeah. Which yeah, we have the Yeah, models yeah RFA. so the the Pouliot, the Pouliot buyout is done and one million gets hacked off the Sakura buyout. Yeah, and a bunch of their contracts expire. Um But we're not here to talk about next year. We'll worry about next year, next year. But yeah, my, my, my reason for bringing that up was that like we don't need Terrence to be on a one year deal for that reason. Yeah, like, good or next year, yeah. you know. Yeah, I love two years way better for Terrence. I love Terrence because like out of nowhere, the Edmonton Oilers have a legit third line. Yeah, huh? Isn't that whack? Like That's whack. Yesterday, well, not yesterday, but like, let's say we signed Tourist today. Yesterday, <laughs> like it was. We got Tourist, Ennis, and Yessi. That is a deadly third line. Assuming that they all play on the third line, which it would be awesome. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if two of those players got a shot with McDavid yeah. at some point during the year, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Being Terrace and Barry. But on McDavid's wing. You look at the top nine. Yeah. Like, okay, McDavid. McDavid's going to do McDavid things. Doesn't matter if you and I are his wingers. <laughs> He's going to put up 100 points. You realize that I can barely skate forward, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got the dynamite line. Or they split up the dynamite line and the top six is good. Yeah. Right? Who, who, we can still add a winner. Who's the fourth and fifth guy in the top six? Who cares? <laughs> does not, Whoever's not on the does, third line. Does not matter. Yeah. Okay, and now all of a sudden, you have a third line of Kyle Turris. And whoever's not in the top six. Who has <laughs> scored 50 points. Oh, yeah. I'm not expecting him to score 50. Oh, sorry, he's not. He's, his career high is four. Oh, no, I'm looking at Pims. <laughs> 64 is his career high. Yep. That was 2015 in Ottawa. Yeah. Um, last couple years. He's been declining, but that's okay. 31-23. He scored 42 points three years ago. That was still in Ottawa, yeah. though. No, that was in Nashville. He's been there for that long? Yep. Really? Wow. Oh, sorry. That was his split year, Oh, sorry. Three years ago, he scored 51 points. Yeah, split. 42 of those were in Nashville. Yeah, okay. That's... You got Tyler Ennis, who I love. I love me some Tyler Ennis. Yep. And then Jesse Pugliarvi, who I think, again, 30 points is not an unreasonable. And he's playing with good players now. Yeah. He's never really done that in Edmonton. He's had shifts. And he's got his confidence back. And from everything I've heard, he's got a whole new attitude. Yeah. No, I'm excited. And Todd McClellan isn't the coach anymore. I want him to get a hatch against the LA Kings, which we're not even going to freaking play this year, but whatever. So, yeah, that third line, deadly. Okay, mm-hmm. other signings. Uh, Tyler Harris is a re-signing. One million. Love it. Kind of sucks it's only for one year, but... Uh, Tyler Ennis, I think, is a candidate to play with McDavid. Mm-hmm. Just because of his foot speed. Yeah. Um, any other forwards? No, no other NHL forwards. How about defensemen? We talked about Barry. Yeah. Nope, that's it. Uh, Ethan Barry still doesn't have a contract. Hello? Uh... The Oilers have 730, okay, the Oilers cap space, $732,509. Hello? Um, yeah, Ethan Bear is not signing for that. Chris Russell has to go. Or s- someone. I wonder if Bridge would bear, or Bridge, sorry, would bear Bridge? Would Bridge bear? Would Bridge bear? How, bear how, how much bridge would a bear bear? What? <laughs> how much bear would a bear bear bridge if a bridge bear could bear bridge? <laughs> I okay, but like, do you think Ethan Bear for Chris Russell money is a good contract? Yeah. To lock him up for yeah three four years yeah at I four think. million per. I think so. And what the hell? I'd rather him bridge, but... Give him Russell's no-move clause. (laughs) (laughs) Give him breakfast at the hotel. (laughs) But yeah, like right now, like the Oilers literally cannot afford to sign him, which, yeah, the Oilers are not done this offseason. They have to make a trade. They need to do something. They have to dump salary. Um, and not like, not like, not like a couple weeks ago where like the Oilers, oh yeah, they, they need to dump something. No, they have to. They absolutely must. How much space do we have with Cuff on the LTIR? 
Uh, not a lot. It would be enough to sign Bear. Would it? Yeah. Well, then let's just do that this year, and then next year when Russell's expired... Yeah, but what if Clefbaum's not out? You, you just pseudo-keep him out to keep him on. knock a, over the cap. There's an LTIR calculator somewhere. No, Clefbaum is... A, I don't expect him to play this year. I wouldn't is expect... Is there seriously not in... Like, I... Okay, salary cap, upper limit, right? I don't know how LTIR works. I don't know how much cap space we get. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if Clefbaum was on the... I think it'd be enough to sign Barrett to a one-year deal. Yeah. Like, you're looking at somewhere in the $1 million range. I, I would... Because... Like, Bear's awesome. We've only seen him, like, one year at the way he's currently playing. I would be cautious to lock him up at a, at four. Just because, you like, I believe in Bear with all my heart, but you never know if... Okay, that's fair. And also the cap situation. I would wa- I want to give Bear... Two million or well, less you just said, for one we, year. Well, you just said we have a billion dollars in cap space next year. And well, let's say like with the Nuge extension, that's only because he's currently at six. He's not going to make that much more than six. So we're at what twenty eight mil. He, he's going to be in the six to seven range. Yeah. So what you got like twenty eight million dollars left, and then Yo Yo Yamamoto's extension. Like you're going to have money for Bear. You know, straight up. This year, I want to give like if, if I if I could control it, which I can't, I would give Bear one point eight to two point one for one year. See what he does. Wait for Russell to expire, then give him Russell's money if he if he performs as he did last year. I just like because there's still a part of me that thinks there's a chance that Clefbaum would be good to go, like not for opening night, but good attitude to have, but he won't be. <laughs> And it, honestly, I, I have, I just, I haven't heard much about it. If, right, so I, I don't know. If he's good, if Clefbaum is good to go, like near, near the end of the season, if it's before the trade deadline, you just move Russell right there. You, you try your best to yeah, move Yeah, but how? I don't right? know. I don't know. Like, if you can't move him now, then. I, yeah, I don't know. We don't have, like, cause if Clefbaum's up the whole year, you don't have to move Russell now. Once he's back, you have to move no, Russell now. No, but ideally, you still would. Who's filling in? Well, if we not, have... if Russell's on the team, that takes away a spot from Bouchard. Um, or if Broberg sounds like he's almost ready. Yeah. Or... We have guys who can play. And also, Bouchard, Broberg, and Lagesson are all better defensemen than Chris Russell. I wish we kept Benning, man. Oh, man. Oh, I wish we kept... Because that would make this so much easier, you know? Having just, Benning there, then I would be like... Let's just... Moment of respect for Oilers legend... Matthew Benning. Matt ben- oh, I oh. thought that was longer. Uh, do I have any other sad music? Yeah, there's the Titanic flute. No. Nah. <laughs> That's more Where mean. is that? Where... I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. I don't have the soundboard. I got too many buttons. Yeah. I'm just... I'm so mad that... Where did he go again? Nashville. Oh, yeah. The defenseman factory. 
Yeah, he'll do he'll do just fine there. Yeah. Rest in peace, Matt Benning. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, like like I said, all three of those guys are better than Chris Russell. And I like Chris Chris Russell just fine. Yeah. Um It's just I don't it's a fact of the matter, right? It's Okay, not only do we not need him, but we actively need to not have him. <laughs> yes, that that's the problem. But the thing is, there's 30 teams in the NHL that know that. Well, I guess 31. Cause someone we, cause, signed Jack Johnson. We someone traded. Someone traded like a late round pick for. Yeah, who signed Jack Johnson? Rangers. We should have traded them, Russell. <laughs> well, some okay. Anaheim trades Good Branson to Ottawa for a late round pick. Columbus trades Murray to the What's Arizona's cap space right now? Not enough. They won't, I don't want that. I'm just saying that I'm, defensemen I'm, with yeah. worst contracts have been traded. Who has, who has the most cap space? Ottawa. Because, right actually, actually, they, they signed Daddy today. I don't really know. Evgeny Daddy not. Yeah, I got, I got cap friendly right here. Because um, Daddy's only making five. There are five teams currently over the cap. Oh, my. Guys! What are you doing? Wait, what? One of them's gonna be us, though, eh? No, we have seven hundred thousand left in cap space without Cuffbomb and LTI. Which right? team right now do you think is the most strapped for cash? And I mean like cash, cash, not cap. Cash, cash, like money. I don't know. I have no idea. Ottawa, know. Detroit, New Jersey, Buffalo, Columbus. Hmm. Which for me, I think it's Ottawa. Yeah, maybe. Cause just because Eugene Melnick. Screw that guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think... Because Chris Russell's contract, there's not a lot of actual money left to be paid on it. Yeah. It's just the $4 million cap it. Because his contract was pretty front-loaded. Mm-hmm. From what I understand. Well, and his bonus is already paid. Yeah, exactly. So you look at a team like Ottawa. Ottawa has... Over $60 million in cap space. They're barely at the cap floor. Right? You want a team that doesn't have a lot of money, but needs to get to the floor. Ottawa's at the floor now, are they not? I think so. I think Daddy puts him there. And getting good Branson from Anaheim. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the cap hit. They have $21 million in cap space. Still enough. What is the cap floor? I don't actually know. 60.2 million. Yeah, so Ottawa right now is under the floor. Still? Yeah. With Dadanov and uh, I don't know if they have Dadanov. Because uh, sometimes it takes a while for cap friendly. Because that's say. 5 mil no, right there. No, they have the Dadanov contract on here. How much are they under the floor? 2 million. Huh. So now actually, So Stussel's ELC. No, sorry. Couple, couple, like... Mm, I'd say about 140000 So Stutzla's ELC takes them over. They're fine. Yeah, but still, that's the best place to trade Russell. I agree. And so one, it's a one-year deal. Yeah. I would but be willing... Do you want, do you want to like risk having Brandstrom like, not ready yet and play? I don't know where he's at, but he got sent down last year and they didn't have anyone else to play defense. Also, Ottawa has a crap ton of picks. Yeah. Next, next season, they have uh, three second-round picks. 
Like, I'm not saying trade Russell for a second because that's not... Trade him for a seventh. Trade him and our sixth for a seventh. Can you trade just for a player to be named later? You can, yeah. I know you can do that in baseball, can you? Yeah, it's happened. Mark Stahl to the Red Wings for nothing. Trade him for a player to be named later. Who's never, ever named ever. Honestly, I, I would retain half of Russell's salary. Would you? And sign Bear to a, like a one-year deal. And then lock him up next year. Yep. Along with Yamo and Nuge forever. Okay, I think that's the play. So, Ken Holland. Hi. We know you listen to this. <laughs> I've heard we were recording there for a moment, to okay. be honest. <laughs> Here's the play. You call up your good friend, Pierre Dorian. Who you dealt with before. With Ennis. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. one of the... See? You probably have his number on speed dial. It's one of the two numbers he has in his phone. Like, <laughs> Okay. Say, Pierre. Hey. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be Pierre. Bonjour, Pierre. Bonjour, Kenneth. <laughs> have you ever wanted a real live cowboy on your team? Oh, boy. Would I ever. We will give you Chris Russell... Isn't he... Ma- Do I have to pay him $4 million? Because Melnick right now is outside my door saying you better not give him $4 million. But wait. There's more. Was it a, was if, it a signing bonus? If you call in the next 20 minutes, because I can't do this all but day. we're on call right now, Ken. I will retain half of his salary, and all you have to give up is a seventh-round pick. And you don't even have to pay Chris Russell actual money. Eugene, you hear that? <laughs> Eugene! Eugene, he doesn't want actual money. So I think that's the play. Yeah, I agree. There we go. We figured it out. We are GM. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I want to look up uh, his actual salary here. Okay, so the cap hit this year is 4 million. His total salary is 2.5 million. Okay. For this year. Um... And that's that's if he gets all of his bonuses. Mm-hmm. His base salary is one point five million. Um, I don't know what his bonuses are. So yeah, like if you're the senators, you could be paying him one and a half million for four million dollars in cap space for like eight or like months. two million for in like cap eight space. months. Yeah, exactly. And he's off, right? Like. You're not going to be doing much this year anyways. Nope. So what difference does it make? Okay. Anything else? On- Actually, I want to talk about Jacob Markstrom. Holy crap. Did the Flames overpay him? <laughs> He's a good goalie. Um, He's I'm not glad- worth more than Robin Lehner. I'm glad we didn't go that high on him. Oh, my God. Okay. I was excited when I heard the Oilers were in on him. But then I was less excited when I heard that they were out on the negotiation. Yeah. But then I'm like, you know what? I trust Ken Holland. Yeah. He I hasn't t- made a bad deal since he came here. I trust. The- shut up, people that are saying, often I see you. Just shut up. <laughs> I can hear you in the future. Just shut up. <laughs> Shh. Yeah. Holland has not made a bad deal since he came I here. I trust that Holland raised the price for tree living. And then opted out. Oh, man. The what 500 IQ play right there. Yeah. Now you got Calgary. Ken Holland was the imposter. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like, okay, so here's the final deal. So one, two, three, four, five, six years, six per full no move clause. If I'm Calgary, though, I'm hyped. And by the way, uh, he's going to be older. He's going to be 36 when the contract expires. That's okay. If I'm Calgary, I'm hyped. Because I haven't had a stable goaltending situation since Mika Kippersoff. But, 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 what about Big Save Dave? Big Save, well, Oilers ruined Big Save Dave. Big and then they made them pay or pay for Markstrom. Like, big one out of three Save oh Dave. My. Yeah, Big Save Dave was not the answer. Because he sucks. <laughs> um, he can't even hold to a stick. Like, like, <laughs> how are you going to... How, have you ever seen a goalie lose his stick and then try to play goaltender? He's all messed up. Freaking, freaking six six defenseman gives him the stick. He's like, I can't hold this canoe paddle. And then goaltender messes up and loses the skate plane. So the ref. I, 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 and then, and then Riddick, Riddick's just ruined. Basically, Dave Riddick is ruined, and it's the Oilers' fault. Like, and then Holland made him overpay for Markstrom. So. That's an absolute win. I'm not going to search it up because there's no way I'm going to be able to find it. But his stats since the stick flip game are terrible. It's so bad that Cameron Talbot was their playoff starter. You hate to see it. You know, you really you hate, hate to three see it. I just <laughs> oh. big save, Dave. And no shaft on Cam Talbot. Man got paid in Minnesota. How much did he get? It's like three point. Seven? Holy crap. Someone gave... I'm not, I'm not even... Like, I'm like good for him. Yeah. Because he just fleeced the GM. <laughs> well, he had Minnesota, a good playoffs. Right? He had great playoffs, though. It was Minnesota. Right? Yeah, Minnesota. What is Bill Guerin doing? Bill Guerin <laughs> got centers now. <laughs> Dude, my my long... I, I asked a couple weeks ago. I'm like, who's going to play center for the Wild? And I jokingly said Eric Sinek. One of the seven centers they drafted or something? Turns, well, now they have Rossi and Benino. They're fine. Benino, 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 Benino. They got Benino on a team with Felino. Oh, man. Marcus, that's gonna, nonetheless. Yeah. That's gonna. I like it. Benino, Felino, Benino, Felino, Felino, Benino. Felino, back to Benino. Benino. I'm just saying. <laughs> I might watch some wild get, games for that. <laughs> get his brother on the team. Uh, Nick? Felino over to Felino. Back to Benino. Benino to Felino. Felino to Benino. Benino to Felino. Felino to Felino. Score! Scores! Uh, no, Nick's not going anywhere. But if he wants to, Please. Bill Guerin? I will pay to see that. I will pay money to watch me- Benino sent to Felino I will be the Felino. first person in the history of ever to pay money to watch a Minnesota Wild game. Hey, that, that's a great hockey city. Province. Yeah, but their, their team is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Minnesota is a state. Good job. You passed the U.S. geography test. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, their center core with Rossi Eriksson-Eck, which Rossi's not going to be there yet, but, like, that's a good pickup for Sunday. Watch him put up 80 points in the NHL this year. Oh, my God. you imagine? In 60 games. Benito. Tifolino. Back to Benito. Oh, <laughs> Please play on the same line. That, I, think, that'll be I, all. Think, I think we have our episode title for today. It's not going to be called Hotel Breakfast. <laughs> I like Benino to Felino back to Felino. Yeah, that's that's so long. I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Any other free agents? We, we want? keep talking about the wild for some reason. <laughs> it happens all the time. Hang on. I, I want to search up uh, St. Paul 
airport code. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> this is sports podcast. How about that? Is one spitful title right there? Okay, so there is seriously there is an airport in St. Paul, and also one in Minneapolis. That's. That's like an airport in Edmonton and an airport in Leduc. That's what we have. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what we have. (laughs) Well, we just have one in Leduc. (laughs) What about city center? Oh, no. Sorry. Not real airport. Sorry. It's just... No, I lied. There's only one international airport. Yeah, okay. So (laughs) it's exactly what we have. Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the MSP podcast. The MSP Sports Podcast. MSP Sports. What are we beatboxing out here? <laughs> MSP. Okay, any other Municipality of Sherwood Park. <laughs> any other free agents you want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> um when's Hoffman? Hi. He isn't signed anywhere. Yeah, that's kind of whack. He was waiting for Halsey to see how much money he could get. <laughs> He's like, if Halsey gets eight and I bet I can him, get ten. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that'll be all for me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so we still don't know when the NHL is going to start again. Yeah. Um, But it's going to start at some you'd point. You'd think. You'd hope, right? Yeah. I like what's your best guess as to like how the season's going to look? I don't really know, but I've been hearing about this all Canadian division and a 60 game schedule. I saw someone do some mock divisions. I think they're really good. Um, I don't know if we want to start with like the all Canadian thing. Like, okay, well I, I have an idea how this season could work. Um, and it's same idea. You have your three American divisions. So so you have a Pacific, an Atlantic, and a Central. Yeah, I think you keep the Metro together. Or, yeah, you can do the... Actually, yeah, that would... So you'd be the Metro... I, Pacific, I saw... Or it, it'd probably end up being like a Metro, a West, and a Central. Yeah, I saw. I like the tweet. I saw mock divisions. They yeah. were they were they were good. But I I, I like. Yeah. Do you want to hear them or? Yeah. Sure. Read them off. Okay. So Pacific Central Division. No, that's a terrible name. It, well, whatever. San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, Vegas, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota. Yep. Atlantic Central, terrible name, nonetheless. But it, it's Tampa, Florida, Boston, Buffalo, Detroit, Nashville. And then Chicago, St. Louis, because where are you going to put them? And then the Metro stays as the Metro. At least Chicago and St. Louis are still in the same division. Exactly. And um, yeah, and then the Metro's untouched. Yeah. And then the Canadian division is obviously... The 17 division, which is yeah. nice. The, the, it works out nicely. It's nice that there's only 31 teams for this year. Or if they add another Canadian team. Yeah. Well, I mean... Hoping that this whole border situation isn't as big of a deal when the next season, when Seattle's season comes along. Yeah. Like, throwing like, Seattle in here yeah, really messes it up. They're, like, they're not Canadian, so. So, there's, and we've talked about this numerous times, but I just want to reiterate. There's two conflicting issues 
that basically however these are figured out is going to determine what the season looks like. Yeah. Issue number one, the Canadian border is not going to be open unless you're playing in bubbles. Yep. Okay. The government has demonstrated that. Yep. I don't know how many more exact... And... and Okay. Issue number two. The players do not want to play in bubbles. Nope. Which, I don't... Like... Don't blame them. Look. I do. Why? Look at every other sports league that's in North America that's resumed play. Okay? The leagues that played in bubbles, there were zero... Positive tests. I think the leagues that did not play in bubbles. Look at the disaster that was the major, le- the start of the major league baseball season. NFL's not doing too hot either. The NFL, like they, they're postponing games, and no one knows if they're actually going to finish <clears throat> the season. Now, but, to be fair, not all the teams are playing in bubbles. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess none of the teams are playing in bubbles, but like they have fans at their games. Yeah, I'm shocked that no fans have tested positive. My my point is that um, to like I I don't think anyone would argue that a bubble is a better idea than not a bubble. I think that's just common sense. That's obvious that that's been proven. Yeah. Thing is, players are not going to go in a bubble for a full calendar season. I I understand that, and but, that's why I don't blame them. But to not even like the players don't e- they're not even entertaining the idea of. Like a hybrid bubble, where you you know you play in a you play in this bubble for X amount of time. You go home, you see your family, and then you go to this bubble. They don't yeah. want to do I mean, anything of the that, sorts. That theoretically could work because it would be so staggered. You'd always you could always have like most hockey teams playing, right? So oh yeah, it would it would work. It would work just like the bye weeks, right? Yeah, but it just takes so long. To get through a schedule, if it's but the players they just want to go to a game and yeah, which you know what? If there's no fans, I'm fine with. If you want to get COVID, go get COVID. There's gonna be fans though, not not to start the season. I saw I didn't look at it very closely because I'm like, no, this is fake. Uh, but I have heard that um, Melnick said like six thousand fans, and it is Melnick. But he yeah. said, he, yeah, which is why I discarded it. But they said they might, like, do, like, just upper bowl fans, like, distanced. Which I don't, like... Just like the last time the Senators were in the playoffs. <laughs> hey Oh, boy. Where they... Playoff game and they turped off seats. Yeah. <sighs> I, yeah. I just, like, if you don't play in a bubble, people are going to get COVID. Yeah. I haven't seen anything that... Is contrary to that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so yeah, I I did some math. I figured out how the season could work with those divisions. Mm. Uh, so starting in January, they have to get the season done by the end of June. Yep, because what's happening in July? Mm. Summer Olympics, hopefully. Yeah, um, NBC who broadcasts the NHL playoffs in the United States, yep. also has the rights to broadcast the Olympics. Yep. You're out of your mind if you think NBC is like, oh, geez, you know, we have the Olympics, but we don't want to put them up against the NHL playoffs. Like, pff, get out of here. Yeah. Right? If you go into July, the NHL playoffs will not be on American TV. Nope. 
And honestly, it's the same in Canada, right? Because CBC has the... Well, CBC, Sportsnet, and TSN. Get your center ice package. like Yeah. Normally how the Olympics works is CBC, uh, TSN, Sportsnet, and CTV all share the broadcasting rights for the Olympics. Mm. Like, CBC does, like, most of the big events, like the opening and the closing ceremonies. Yeah. And then Sportsnet, TSN do, like, specialty coverage. Mm-hmm. So if you're the NHL, you don't want to go up against the Summer Olympics, which is a bizarre thing to say. That's a really weird sentence. That is. Uh, very <laughs> very what? So you have to be 2021, done. I tell you. So you have to be done by the end of June. Yeah. Okay? Playoffs. Two months? Month and a half? I mean, if you do what you did this past year with them. All day, every day. We did what? August, September. It was through in less than two months. And I with, would, with I was a fifth round. I would assume you're going back to the sixteen teams, right? Which how it's going to work with the division realignment? No idea. How, okay, how quickly do you think you could get through sixty games? <sighs> Probably like three months. If you really, if you really packed it like all day, you could do that in like three months. If you don't have like your like, if you're not postponing things because everyone's sick, you know. Yeah. Um. You you could hammer that out really quickly, and a four round playoff could probably I, that's I, like that's like six I, weeks. I think four months is. Is really what you're looking at. That's way more reasonable, but because that's that's you're playing a game every other day. Yep. No, like no back to backs. Yeah. You're playing a I'm game. I'm talking like th- you're yeah, playing I mean, a game Monday, games. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. For Tuesday. some reason, in my head, it was 48 games. I'm thinking the lockout again, but well, because that's what they did in the lockout, right? Yeah. They just played every other day. Yeah, 48 games. I think the NHL could, because. If, let's say they start January 1st, okay? January, February, March, April. That gives you May and June to do the playoffs. Yeah. Which playoffs? Which is pretty on schedule compared to most seasons. Yep. Right? The only difference is you're playing, like, the playoffs would start in May instead of April. A normal, like, normally you're thinking second week of June is, like, Game 7 Cup Final. We're Like, we're adding two weeks on. Yeah, you're adding. To the end of the schedule. Yeah. Like, if every single round goes to seven, like, you you might tickle July a little bit. But you should be, you'll should be, you be fine, right? I think you can get done in two months. Yep. Um, like, like remind me that the playoffs this past year, like the ones I just finished, they ran less than two months with a... And they fifth, had a back-to-back in the finals. Well, yeah, that's dumb. Aside from that. But, like, let's run that, let's run that just, like, two months. And if you cut the play-in, like... That's like you seven, get six, two seven weeks Yo, easily. Yeah. I, yeah, not a problem at all. So I think I think sixty games is what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. I think you can throw like balanced schedule out the window. I it could work in the Canadian division. It's not going to work in the other divisions. It doesn't even work in the Canadian division that well. There's like no, I figured out a way it could work in the Canadian division. So sixty games. Divided by six other teams, that's yep. 10 games per team. That's some maths. That's balance, okay? You play five games in each city, 
What I think the NHL is going to do this year is they're going to adopt kind of a baseball-style schedule yep. where you play a series of games. You might go to, like, Edmonton might go to Toronto for a weekend and play, play like, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Yep. Right? Play a two-game or a three-game series and then go to the next. Just because you're playing teams so many times, yeah, that just makes sense. Cut Cuts down on travel. Yep. What do you think? Do you think... We're going to see that. I, I don't expect a balanced schedule. I don't no. expect 10 games per team. I expect like 12 for the, like, the like like for example, Edmonton plays like Calgary and Vancouver, like 12 and maybe like Montreal and yeah. Toronto, eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like, and obviously there's more to it because it's like an odd number of teams. But like, yeah, I do. I do. Th- I think series is a really good idea. I, I especially for like, I think this series maybe only for East to West, like you can do maybe. like. Cause like like Edmonton Calgary for example like that that one's so easy to fit into schedule because you can literally it's like a half hour plane flight yeah and that's the same for the Ontario teams to themselves in Montreal even like well Toronto Ottawa or Montreal yeah yeah Winnipeg's kind of left out eh they're left out because they don't have an airport but <laughs> the Jets don't have an airport um, <laughs> um I yeah. I saw a really good tweet. Like, tweet of the week. Okay, for the Canadian division would be awesome. That would be the best season of hockey ever. Someone might die. It could happen. I'm bummed about not being able to, like, you know, use the California teams being our division to our advantage. I feel like... Yeah, but it, now we get to use Ottawa to our advantage. See, but Ottawa's the only sucky team in Canada. Montreal's not good. They didn't make... The, they're not in the top 24. What are you talking about? They're in the top 16. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay, um, they won one series <laughs> against the Penguins. Yeah. Woo. Um, for me, I look I at... I forgot. They were 24. Canadian Division, I look at it. Tier 1, Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto. Tier 2... You don't have Vancouver in that division. Here's why. Interesting. Here's why. I think Vancouver lost so much to free agency, and every single one of them went to other Canadian teams. <laughs> so Vancouver is now tier two with the Jets in Montreal. Okay, and then there's Ottawa, <laughs> which Poor like Ottawa. okay, they see Ottawa plays big against Toronto though, so they could have like a great year. <laughs> Poor Senators. Yeah, Rip sends. Um, <laughs> are you kidding me? Melnick said they're going to win a cup in five years. <laughs> no, he said he said four years. Did he say? He said in the next four years, they're going to be cup contenders. They're going to need Chris Russell for that. <laughs> Lock him up. <laughs> Give him. So the tweet that I saw was from Low Tide, one of the best Oilers writers ever. Yep. And he, he retweeted, uh, like, what are your thoughts on the Canadian division? And his was a quote. It was, Grandpappy, how did the Canadian Civil War start? <laughs> yes. With the Canadian division. The yeah. Oilers playing the Flames ten times. The Leafs playing the Habs ten times. It would be gold. Yeah. I I don't think, like, even with a shortened season, I would watch more hockey than any other season in my life. That would just be perfect. Yeah. Um. So, okay, let's say... Four teams make the playoffs. So you think... Is it? I don't know how that's going to work. But like, what? How about this? Seven-team division. They play each other. Yeah. What are your final standings? 
goes seven to one. Ottawa. Yep. Montreal. Yep. Winnipeg. This mm. is contingent on if Hellebuck has a repeat year. If he doesn't, they're fifth. If he does, they could be third. Like, let's be real. Well, if Connor Hellebuck does what he did, like, this year, yeah. like, shortened season. Yep. They get hot. They can finish first. Um. Then Vancouver fourth. I hate on the Yeg Sports podcast putting Uh-oh. Edmonton at first. Why? That's like the whole reason we started I know. this podcast. I know, I know. Okay, just the Toronto two, tires. Calgary three. Um, Edmonton you know, one. Frick, Calgary two, Toronto three. <laughs> I, I just okay. You know, Toronto. Those three could really go anyway for me. I don't know. I don't think Toronto's gonna have a goalie next year because what they do you mean? they seem intent on getting rid of Freddie Anderson. More. I. Well, you think Campbell? They got Dell. If they if if they were gonna replace Anderson, they wouldn't have gotten Dell. They would have gotten a starter. I don't know. I, I, I just see Kyle Dubas getting rid of Freddie Anderson. I don't not anymore. Kyle Dubas has made the team more physically strong, which but not better. At the, not better at all. I'm just saying now they have the the balls to compete with, like Edmonton and Calgary. Yeah, Toronto's looking real prime to win the 2012 Western Conference Championship. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for me, I'm going Ottawa seven, uh, Montreal six, uh, Vancouver five, Winnipeg four. Actually, no, Calgary four, Winnipeg three, Toronto two, Edmonton one. I just saying, I don't, Hellebuck's that good. For me, for me, me saying Edmonton at one, it's just, I don't like. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. Hold the booze. Toronto one, Edmonton two. Toronto gets swept in the first round of the playoffs. I almost said that. I think that, like, regulars, because, like, if you look at the, like, for anyone who's listening who's saying that, like, no, Edmonton's not the best Canadian team, last year, regular season, they were. And they're better now? And Vancouver's yes. worse. They, yeah. Edmonton did get better this offseason. And see, and the thing is, Vancouver lost all their free agents to other Canadian teams, which kind of stings. Yeah. Um, which is why I have them, like, fifth, probably. I- impressive playoff run, but you got worse, you know? Look out for the Thatcher Demko, though. Yeah. Going to be interesting to see what he does this year. And now that now that he's got the job, you know what sucks about Vancouver? Like this isn't the Vancouver sports pod, but if I'm if it is, what I yes, please Google me the airport code. Um, Keep going. What I what I'd be saying is, um, we should welcome have, back to the Iver sports oh podcast. Um, Vancouver had a good playoff run. This off season, they needed to load up for a cup run. Is there such thing as a bad playoff run? I don't know. I think Calgary has done I think, great. I think all playoff runs are good. They're impressive, like, at least. Calgary doesn't go on playoff runs. I guess so. But yeah, Vancouver had an impressive run. Um, they, if 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 I'm if I'm this summer, I'm like doing everything. I'm like I'm trying to trade Erickson, Beagle, Roussel, Sutter. I'm I'm because you know and you know why? It's because after this upcoming season, 
Hughes and Pedersen are going to need to get not. I think Pedersen first. Yeah, one year earlier. But basically, your cap situation sucks, and your best players are on entry level contracts. How about you, like, while they're still on ELCs, you yeah. you make a run for it. You re-sign Markstrom, Toffoli, everybody. You whoops. Like Vancouver, like the 2020, 2021 year was Vancouver's chance to like win mm-hmm. before the cap kills them. Yeah. Again, more so than it already is. And so it's gonna suck that they they downgrade, they they're gonna regress this upcoming year, I assume. Um, and then they're and then they need to need to pay their stars, and it's gonna be even harder. And people are probably gonna be like Oh, but Erickson, Sutter, Beagle, and Roussel will expire before Hughes. Maybe. I haven't looked. But still, they should be in win-now mode after that playoff run. They should be. And they're not. I, I would rough. I would, kind of rough. I would feel bad for Canucks fans. Um, but I don't. That's fair. I'm just saying if I care about... If, if, if you're a Canucks fan listening to this podcast, screw you. Go listen to something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm... If this was the the Iver Sports Pod, that's what I would be saying because I would care <laughs> about the Canucks, you know. Yeah. And any other free agency NHL shibubi um, to talk about? I don't believe so. Okay, let's get in the WHL real quick. Alrighty. Um. So WHL, their season was killed on March twelfth, as everything else was. Uh, they were almost done. Sucks. Uh, more on that. More on the WHL later. Yeah, like two games left. Yeah, right? they were so close to finishing. Man, that so one. close. Yeah, but you bring news. Yeah. Um. There's gonna be World Juniors happening right Woo! December January, which is hype. And immediately after those finish, you get one night of good sleep. WHL expected return January eighth, twenty twenty one. Friday, January 8th. WHL is back, baby. Um, it's back. Uh, they haven't given any more information. And they're not going to until mid to late November. But, um... So, yeah, we don't know anything about, like, the length. Uh, how if, the... Um, if the, there's going to be fans. Is the American division going to only play each other? We did hear about that in did the we? article. Okay. Yeah. I haven't looked at it. Strictly played in their own division. Okay, sick. So the Oil Kings... I mean, not sick. Actually, opposite of that. But cool. <laughs> Continue. So the Oil Kings will only be playing against uh, the Rebels, the Hitmen, um, the Hurricanes, the Tigers, and the Broncos, I believe. That sounds right. Let me just double check on that, because I, I don't want to be get, dishing out fake news here. <laughs> I'm like... A certain podcast. Yeah. What's the news anyways? <laughs> yeah, what is news? Uh, dude, I don't want wildcard standings. I want division standings. There we go. So yeah, the Oil Kings will be... Yeah, I was cracked. The Tigers, the Hurricanes, the Hitmen, the Rebels, and the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos. And one other thing. Do you have the article pulled up? Yep. Um, the, they brought on the Oilers team physician to be their, excuse me, like their medical advisor. Yep. Do I have that right? Yeah. Do you have a name? 
Dr. Naidu. Dr. Naidu, yeah. Oilers team physician, and he was also like the chief medical guy for the NHL bubble in Edmonton. Yep, he's also worked for the Double E's, baby. Double E's, baby! Yep. So yeah, based on what happened in the Edmonton bubble, a good signing by the WHL. Uh, yeah, anything else on that? Um, I'm excited. I'm Because this is like another Yag team we can talk about. Yeah, we haven't talked a lot of Oil Kings yet. Because this started and they haven't done it anything yet. So yeah, expect lots of Oil Kings talk. Yep. Um, okay, so that's it for our main program. Yep. Before we go into trivia, do you have a shout out for this week? Happy birthday to Willie O'Ree. 85th birthday. 85 years old. Absolute legend. Man looks good. For those listening that are uneducated and don't know the greatness of this man, you want to... Go ahead. Well, you... It's your shout-out. He's in the Hall of Fame. um, First black player, I believe. In the NHL, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in the entire NHL. Yep. First one ever. He's in the Hall of Fame as of a couple years ago. Um, and from everything I've heard, just a great dude. Yeah. Like, just a super nice guy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do... I got two shout-outs this week, so I'm going to try to do them quick. My first shout-out is to the Ukrainian national men's football team, or soccer team. Yep. Um, football. Pulled out a huge W in uh, the UEFA Nations League, beating... One of, like, the two best teams in the world. They beat Spain 1-0. Uh, Viktor Tsikankov in the 76th minute. He was brought on as a sub, by the way. Mm-hmm. Scores the winning goal. Um, so now in the Nations League, Ukraine is tied with Germany uh, for second place in their group. So kudos to, to Team Ukraine pulling out the huge dub. And my other shout-out... How about this one? Canadian NFL player. What? Chase Claypool from Abbotsford, British Columbia. Week 5 against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, 110 receiving yards. Four touchdowns. Nice. Absolute stud. Making... Listen to this. He's 6'4", 238 pounds. Big man. Absolute unit. Um, I mean, that's pretty average for the NFL. He's a big <laughs> dude. Big dude. So, yeah, shout out to that guy. Um, so, trivia? Alrighty. Let's do the trivia. I am now closing my laptop, so I can't Bye, cheat. Bye, laptop. Um, Let's do this. Alrighty. So, I am Kaviz Master. I'm here with contestant Ethan. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> Um, what on earth was this three? Three is the score to beat. Three is the score to beat. Okay. Um, and if you don't know how trivia works, we ask five questions that are related to something happening in the current sports world. Hopefully they usually are. And, um, you get one lifeline to use on only one of the five questions. That's what one means. And, um, you can use it anywhere you like, except for the first question. I don't have one. Uh, so don't use it there. Um, I kind of want to use it there. Now. I, I would improvise something for you. Just to put you on the spot. I would, I, w- I can figure out something pretty quick. 
Um, so yeah, today's topic, because WHL has been announced, um, the league now looks forward to next season. Now we, in today's trivia, will look back at the previous season. That was a nice intro. With today's trivia! That was beautiful. Was it? Was that it? That was stellar. I'm a journalist. I'm not actually. <laughs> Alright, are you ready, contestant Mon? As I'll ever be. Alrighty! There's no way I'm getting four out of five. It's not a hard one. I don't remember a single thing from last season. (laughs) But here we go. Alrighty. We will see how you do. Including the 2019-2020 season, the WHL has had how many seasons over its history? Oh. Do I have a margin of error? 1.5. Okay. Uh... I'm going to say, okay, this is, because there's been like multiple WHLs, right? Yep. This is the current iteration. The current iteration. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say, checks watch. No, what year is it? Uh, <laughs> 45.5. You're not that far off. In fact, you have the two numbers correct. It is 54. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's been that long. I just, like, I don't remember, uh, like... The 50th? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean either. You think they do, like... They probably have. I just don't yeah. remember it. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. That is, for one. The, that's the, that is straight up the hardest one. Okay. That does not make me feel any better. <laughs> Question two. Question two. Obviously, the season's playoffs didn't happen. Um, Correct. So, who are the regular season champions? Uh, Portland Winterhawks. Correct. The former finals rival of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Like, they played each other like three seasons in a row in yep. the final. <clears throat> and former team, your... F- Cousin? No, no. My mom's boss's son. Mom's boss's son. I don't know why I always think cousin. <laughs> mom's boss's son was on that Portland yep. Winterhawks team. Joe Morrow. Alrighty. Um, question three. Name the four division winners from the UHL last season. Okay, so Portland Winterhawks. What if I said that was not correct? <laughs> no, it no, is. No, it has to be. <laughs> like, mathematically, it has to be correct. Yeah. Okay, so Portland Winterhawks. Yep. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Yep. Okay, so that leaves the East Division and the BC Division. Yes? Yeah. Okay, so in the Is East... Is Edmonton East Division? No, they're in the Central Division. Are they? In the Eastern Conference. Right. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Okay, so East Division, I'm going to say Prince Albert. Yep. Okay, so that leaves the BC division. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I'm not giving 0.75 points, by the way. Dang it! <laughs> not that it'll help. Um, okay, so what are the... T- so there's Victoria, there's Vancouver, there's Kamloops, Kelowna, and Prince George. Man, those are all bad teams. <laughs> I don't... I'm going to say Kelowna. Kelowna Rockets. I don't have the sound effect board, but that is 
Oh. Who is BC? Kamloops. Oh, so close. And Victoria was second. Really? Yeah. Good for them. Your life's going to give you all the second place guys if that helps. No, I wanted to help. No. See, Kamloops was my second guess. Well, Shoot. Should have been your first guess. <laughs> and you don't get your point seven five. I'm sorry. Okay, so that was question three already. Yeah. So I, I can't win. You can tie. Well, that's no good. Yeah. Which player led the league in scoring, being the only player to eclipse 100 points? I know Seth Jarvis was second. Yep, he sure was. Damn it. Your lifeline... I looked this up, Ethan. and I don't remember who it was. Your lifeline will be... And this may not help, but it gives you their NHL status as well as their WHL team. I, I, like, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Um, I, I put this in here because I assumed when I told you that it's about the last season, you would Google this. And you would I look did. at it. Yeah. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, this guy led the league in scoring. But then my brain, stupid brain, was like, oh, Seth Jarvis. Let's yeah. remember this. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I, I figured it would be easy know. for you to check, like, I, in your study. I don't know. I'm not even going to give an answer. No? No. Just tell me who Give it was. me a name. Uh, <laughs> does his first name start with a K? If that's what you believe, that can be your answer. <laughs> Just tell me. Adam Beckham from the Spokane Chiefs. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. Yeah, it's a tough one, but I thought you would have checked. <laughs> I did. That's what It is sad. question four, after all. He, he okay, quest, got, just give me question he five. He was drafted by the Minnesota Wild, by the way. Just give me question five. Curious. Just give it. Question five. Um, This is an Edmonton-focused podcast, right? It is? It is. Oh. So which two members of the Edmonton Oil Kings organization won personal awards last year? Uh, Dylan Gunther. Yep. Rookie of the year, I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh. You still have a lifeline. Oh, yeah. It's question five. Okay. What's my lifeline? Your lifeline, I'll tell you what the awards were. Okay. Yeah, that might help. Rookie of the year and coach of the year. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Can I just say the coach of the oil game? <laughs> if if that wasn't the lifeline, I might give you half a point for that, but I've told you. I thought you, you meant coach. players. Oh That's no. Right. Notice how the wording was members of the organization. No, I know who the coach is. I just forgot his name. The wording of the question was members of the organization, which should have hinted at the coach. Well, I'm stupid, okay? Don't you know that? Well, um, I like just list. He just did an interview with Reed Wilkins. I think my my, my overall feeling on this quiz is that if you like look at the right things on Wikipedia, which you check Wikipedia before anyways, we both do. If you check the right spots, this is an easy quiz, right? It's not Steve Hamilton anymore. No. Ah, I'm going to get blasted for this. I don't know the coach. I mean, one for five isn't the worst we've had on the pod. No, it's not. It's, or no. It's no. also not the best. No, I, I never zeroed. I got I, I got one like twice, I think, but I never zeroed. So. I'm just like thinking of names. Andrew Peer does the play-by-play. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Want to give me a name? No. You're going to say it, I'm going to be so pissed. Brad Lar. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That is that is his name. I loathe myself. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Oscar. Okay, let's wrap this up so I can just <laughs> hang my head in shame. <laughs> oh, that was a miserable performance. Hey. And Not as bad as my last NFL season. Ryan Mackney and Sean Patrick Ryan retained their title. Yep. We're going to have to get Sean back on next week. Yeah. Bring on Nels to try to take it. Yeah. I mean, it's my quiz again, so. Next time you're on contestant. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll get you a partner next time you're on contestant. Okie dokie. That's it for us this week. I think. Unless there's something we forgot. I, there probably is. There, there always is. Anything else even happened this week? Guess what I'm going to go home and do. What? Play NHL 21. Yo. It's out tonight. Let's go, baby. Yeehaw. I'm going to start my new Beer Pro. Would you get like a downloaded version? Yeah. Nice. Beer Pro actually looks fun this year. Nice. Um. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do after I edit this, of course. Yep. Uh. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter at... Y-E-G Sports Pod. Ryan, where can we reach you on Twitter? Um, at Mackney Ryan. And you can reach myself on Twitter, at Beidouze Ethan. Um, share this podcast with all your friends. All of them. Tell them how great you think we are, and we will give you the 10 bucks we promised you. Also, thanks for the support on last episode. It's been doing very well. Yeah, last couple of days, it just took off for some reason. Yep. Which, like, goes to show... How much you guys like people that aren't us. Yeah. Because whenever we have a guest on, it seems to do pretty well. I think episode 15, we should get a guest for your trivia. I don't really know who it's going to be, but we should get one. We should. If you want to be a guest, send us a DM. That includes any of my actual in real life friends. We record Thursdays. You can come over. And the address is... <laughs> the address is... <laughs> Redacted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Leave a... If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a leave a rating, leave a review. Tell us what you really think. You know, tell us that we're idiots. Not enough people tell us that. We need to be knocked down a peg. Yeah. Ryan, anything else you'd like to say to the folks? I just want to give a shout out to Buddy Robinson, our folk hero. <laughs> Worst name for a hockey player ever. Incorrect. Or best, depending on uh, how you look. I at think it. it's it's right in the middle. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna say Sam Bennett is a bust. I agree. Jesse Pugliarvi is not a bust. He, he, he still could be, but he won't be. Hey, shh. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. I'm high on believing
That you're in love with me. I said I'm hooked on a feeling. I'm high on believing. That you're in love with me.